A Daily Dose Kick in the Pants resourceful podcast to keep you focused, on point, and crushing the overwhelm in your business. This is Business End Process Podcast with Tim Vreeland. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to another episode of Business and Process. And I am so thankful that you're here with me today. I'm so excited. I don't know if you caught the episodes on Thursday and Friday. I was kind of leading up to this week. If you are subscribed to my episodes, you'll notice that I took the weekend off. I usually I pre-schedule out some episodes, but I've been getting ready for, for this week and this five-day special that I'm putting together that's really going to be focused on the tactics of systems and processes. I was mentioning last week how the last several episodes, last several weeks actually, have been focused more on kind of the self-development mindset and, you know, really the limiting beliefs that keep us from building the successful business that we deserve. And in these five days, I wanted to focus on the real tactical side systems that I've used for my business that have really reduced or gotten rid of stress in my life when I needed it most. So I'm just really excited to get into it. So today is day one of a five-day podcast special. And for today, I wanted to start with belief and the process optimizer. And I, I wanted to start with the belief because I know that in prior weeks, I had, I had been talking on our mindset shift and, and what was needed to really shift before you actually get into the tactical side of, of working on your business. But if, if you're just tuning in this week, I guess I didn't want to not touch on the importance of the belief as you step into trying to craft the perfect process, as you step in to trying to uh, address the pain points within your business and the stressors within your business. Because really, if, if you don't believe that there's a better system out there, if you don't believe that there's a better way of doing it, uh, a different way of doing it, if you don't believe that you're capable of finding that solution or you're capable of finding a resource that can help you find that solution, then really you're, you're failing before you're even starting. You know, unfortunately, many times in my journey, I would find myself actually having to ask people to not participate in the process of the development of the business because they were getting in the way of my, of my creativity. Because whenever I would be thinking out solutions or whenever I would be seeking to discover new solutions, it, it, it was as though they were convinced that what we had was the best plausible solution and what we were seeking to find really just didn't exist. You know, as far as trying to complete a task, maybe in half the amount of time, being able to manage the business with, with fewer employees or, you know, being able to eliminate mistakes, you know, in, in a particular workflow. But whatever the case is, is they were just complacent or content with the way things were. You know, I, I don't know really what the word to put on it is, but I would actually find myself many times to say, I think it would be better served if you weren't part of this particular process, which I hated. I love collaborating. I love working with people. You know, I love coaching business owners, you know, especially those that are just spread thin, stressed out, you know, their family's counting on them. 
you know, they're coming home to the kids screaming and stuff. You know, you have a young family, you know, just, just like where I was years ago. And I just, I get so excited working with people. So it breaks my heart when, when they don't have the grasp on this belief. And, you know, if, if we're going to be touching on the process optimizer, if you haven't downloaded it already, there's a free tool that I created, which is what we're going to be talking on today. You can get it at process optimizer dot business process podcast.com. And I'll put the link to that process optimizer in the show notes. But that process optimizer starts with a frame of mind, right? It starts with having a new frame of mind before you even get into the actual tactical side of really crafting the perfect process or thinking through the flaws within your business and your systems and your workflows. And one of the things that I've said many times in the past and a belief that I live by is that everything can be improved and no solution is too out there to be considered. Let me say that again. Everything can be improved and no solution is too out there to be considered. And you see those individuals I was talking on that what I felt were getting in the way of my creativity, were getting in the way of me finding those those solutions for my business, finding a better way to do it, you know, for my customers, myself, my employees. They were getting in the way of that because they maybe didn't believe that everything could be improved. You know, maybe they believed the system we have was the best it could be. You know, maybe they had already worked so hard on it, they didn't foresee a better way of doing it. They just assumed that's just the way things are. You need to accept it. You know, or maybe they, they, they felt like things could be improved, but the solutions I was bringing up or the solutions that we were trying to discover, they thought were just too out there. They didn't even want to consider them. They, they already kind of pre-framed you know, the solutions that would work for them, and they would quickly throw out ideas that they hadn't even taken the time to consider. You know, so again, that phrase that everything can be improved and no solution is too out there to be considered really is, is, is very impactful in your ability to make your business better because you have to believe that, that, that there's a better way, there's a different approach possibly to doing what you're doing. It could be the slightest pivot or shift, right? But when, when you, you start to work with a coach for anything in your life, I mean, it's going to be very difficult if you're already convinced that, you know, let's just say you hire a personal trainer and you're convinced that there's no way that you can squat because, you know, maybe your knees are bad or your back's bad. You haven't been able to squat for 15 years. So you tell the trainer, you know, I'll do everything, but I'm not going to squat. I'm pretty sure if you hired a good trainer, they'd be laughing, maybe outside, but for sure on the inside saying that, I'm going to get this guy to squat. I'm going to make sure that we stretch out, you know, his glutes or we mash out his glutes or, you know, his hamstrings, whatever is needed to do to align your body, straighten your back. You know, I mean, there's so much that goes into the human body to make our movements possible. And, you know, a good personal trainer is going to disregard that information. Now, they'll listen to personal injury, of course, and, and limitations, you know, and don't get me wrong, people have physical limitations. But again, People are presupposing that they're already limited farther beyond than what they actually already are. People presuppose that they're limited farther beyond what they actually are. And, you know, again, just like I said, a good personal trainer or a good coach is going to disregard that information or they're going to understand that that information is coming from, you know, an unhealthy mindset that you're not trying to truly solution find. You're not completely open to all solutions out there. And you just feel that, yes, things can be improved, but this little section of my business or this little section of my 
uh, body. You know, I, I know I can get better, but my squats, no, that's like kind of the, the no touch zone. I know that I can't get better in that, that you don't believe it can be improved because, you know, you're convinced maybe from articles, maybe from another professional, maybe from a friend, whatever the case is, however you've been impacted, you're just convinced that that's just the way of doing things. You know, so within your business, maybe you have a friend that owns a business or maybe you have someone that you're connected with and you've seen what they've gone through or you've heard them talk, you know, hopefully you haven't connected with, you know, someone that has a pessimistic view of, of business structure, because that can be very difficult to be around. You know, I mean, what, what can squish creativity faster than just having a pessimistic view of something? But I guess what I'm saying is whatever the case is, is if you can have a new frame of mind that everything, literally everything can be improved then you're already off to a great start, okay? And then secondly, that no solution is too out there to be considered. So let's just say that person does believe if I put enough work into it, I'm pretty sure I could start to squat. You know, if I'm trained properly, I'm sure I could squat. But let's say the trainer says, okay, I want you to do this movement. You know, and the person says, whoa, whoa, that doesn't make any sense. How's I can help my squat? Or that's kind of weird. I, I've never heard of anything like that. I've, I've been, you know, in the fitness world for, for many years, and I've never had a trainer tell me to do that movement for my hip, right? Again, you're presupposing that that solution is too out there. So that would not be a good fit for what my end goal is. And again, in that, that same situation that I was talking on those people that I had to kind of unfortunately push aside as I was trying to craft these processes, even if I got them to a point that said, listen, this part of the business needs to be improved. It can be improved. It can be better. It's a matter of just finding the way to do it. That once I would start to brainstorm or think out ideas, it, they wouldn't even consider them for, 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 for a moment. You know, they, they, they immediately thought they were too out there, you know, against the backdrop of what they considered to be reasonable or unreasonable. So that's why this really for, for these 10, you know, 12 years that I, that I own this retail store, this has been pounded in me. And honestly, this is something that I, I swear by and I believe in and I live by, and it's helped me to be open-minded, especially, you know, in, in, in crafting systems and processes. When, when I see, you know, a, a business owner having a bad day. This phrase is what goes through my mind, that everything can be improved, that that guy's situation can be better. You know, sure, maybe he can develop, you know, more patience. You know, maybe he can just, you know, maybe he'll just get better at, at just taking it from customers that are frustrated and yelling at him. And, and, and sure, okay, you know, maybe you could, but, but what is to say for that? You know, if your business has stressors in it, you know, kind of weak points in it, naturally, you would think that they can be improved, you know, so when I see a business owner going through a bad day, I'm looking around in the situation saying, hmm, how did he approach that? How could he have made that better? How could his uh, situation be improved, right? You know, or I, or I have a bad experience with an employee, you know, whatever the case is, you observe a situation, you know that it can be improved, you know that somewhere, someone, somehow has, has, has started to work on uh, a solution for something like this. So now you're starting to brainstorm, right? Or now you're starting to solution discover. And, you know, don't, don't consider that a solution is too out there to be considered ever. Like literally the craziest ideas. I mean, it, it might lead you into a more reasonable idea. You, you might think of something that's totally out there, but if you put it on the board as you're brainstorming, you might find that, okay, that is a little too risky or that's a little too expensive to implement or I'm not comfortable doing that or I'm convinced that, you know, that is just too out there. So let me take it back a step. 
And, and, you know, taking it back a step doesn't mean that a solution is just, is just totally nuts, right? It just means that it might just be overkill. You've heard that phrase, I'm sure. It's just overkill. It's more than what's really needed. It's more than what's necessary. So sometimes you have to just put every idea out there. And then you can realize, okay, how can we back this down to fit within our budget or to fit within our resources or whatever the case is, you know, and, and, and that might be, you know, more of a longer play, you know, maybe, you know, if you're a fulfillment warehouse, you know, and, and you're having uh, trouble with orders getting, you know, lost or, or crossed or, you know, packages not getting shipped out on time, you know, there might be uh, something you have to do within your actual layout of your warehouse to improve the the process for how you're packing and shipping out goods right so but maybe rather than completely gut and re-rack the whole warehouse and put you know thousands of dollars into it maybe you look at the resources you have and you say okay how can we you know shift these things around what are the biggest stressors in the warehouse right now where does it really fall through you know and that's something we'll get into with the process optimizer but again that's the whole thing of no solution is too out there to be considered the short of this belief is that you're just becoming open-minded and, and you're, you're, you're more coachable. You're more open to other people's ideas and opinions. And, and, and you'll have, as we get deeper into the week, I mean, you'll have guardrails, you know, you kind of, your, your limitations with how far you'll go. And, you know, it doesn't mean that you're just aimlessly approaching solutions to your business. You know, and I think that, that might be what people just get scared of is they, they say that, that that's too out there. That might hurt my business. I don't want to make the wrong decision. So let's kind of back it down and play it safe. You know, and, 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 and the truth is, is that this is all brainstorming, right? There's no harm in thinking out possibilities, thinking out solutions. And, and you never know where your brain is going to take you and what solution you might come up with. The craziest idea, you know. So again, just be more open-minded. That's the whole belief. Just believe Please believe as you're going into this week, as you're listening to these, these five episodes, you know, the next four episodes for the podcast, you know, later in the week, that everything can be improved and no solution is too out there to be considered. And trust me, you will um, be able to confidently and with, with a greater sense of peace, be able to step into solution finding and, and, and discovery for a better system and process for your business. So I know I spent most of the episode talking about the belief, but I really believe if, if, if you haven't gathered so already that that is the most important thing because, you know, really, you know, like I said in the beginning, is you're failing even before you're starting because you're already convinced, you know, that you're limited well beyond what you actually are. So I just want to touch real real quickly on the process optimizer. Again, check out the show notes or you can go to processoptimizer.businessprocesspodcast.com. And this is a free tool that I had created. You know, it's nothing really complicated. It's just, it's it's a step-by-step process that I've followed uh, for many years that helped really turn around the a retail store that I used to own. And again, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'd recommend after this episode, uh, before you continue on, to really start with episode zero for the first, like maybe five or six episodes. And that'll give you a good backstory on myself and the business that I used to own and everything. But this step-by-step process and the process optimizer is really what I use with that, that frame of mind that everything can be improved and no solution is too out there to be considered. That that's the frame of mind that I, that I have and then I'm going into the step-by-step process. So for step one, it's identifying what the problem is and what your goal is to solve this problem. So back to my, my example of you know a fulfillment warehouse. You know Maybe you're shipping out packages. 
I mean, you know, you might be a fulfillment warehouse or you might be shipping out, you know, your own products, but you know, you have a warehouse, you're shipping out goods and you know, you really, before you start, you want to identify what's the problem. You know, are you having customer complaints with orders being fulfilled incorrectly? You know, are you not getting packages out on time? Maybe your cost of, of freight is, is, is exorbitantly high. So maybe everything's going good in your business, right? Maybe there's no complaints from the customers. Maybe, maybe the employee morale is, is, is super good. Everything's doing great. But you look at the books and, and, and your, your profit is, is next to none, right? You know, maybe you're burning cash in resources. So whatever the problem is, just identify what's the problem. You don't want to just make something better, you know, just for the sake of making it better. Because I guarantee you that there are probably things and pain points in your business that do need to be improved. So step one, identifying the problem. And then really step two, it gets into asking yourself or the persons most affected by it or who are involved in this process, how they think it can be better. And, and how I phrase it, how the most people uh, affected and or involved is because involved would be, you know, maybe an employee that actually is going to be using the particular process. It's actually going, an employee that's actually going to be using that particular system or process that you're crafting. So they would actually have a level of involvement in it. And maybe they're the one that actually executes the process or manages that particular process. And those affected by it, again, could be employees, could be employees that aren't directly related to that process, but it could also be your customers, right? I mean, you know, talking about the customer experience, I mean, they're going through a particular process to interact with your business. So improving the customer experience definitely should be on the map of improvement in your business. But either way, you want to ask yourself and or the people that are involved or most affected, you know, how do they think it could be better? And you're hoping that you're asking someone that's open-minded, right? You're hoping you're not going to hit a wall like I did, you know, just people that were more closed-minded and didn't think it really needed to be improved. They didn't kind of want to, didn't want to be bothered by it. Or even if they knew it needed to be improved and they wanted to work on it, the solutions that they were thinking were really just playing it safe and they didn't really want to kind of go all out and really be open to the possibilities, you know. But either way, you're starting to kind of bring someone in in your process. And then, you know, after you've established that in your first two, you know, you know what you're looking to improve. You've involved the people you, that you've needed to involve. Even if someone's not going to have a say in the process, you know, just actually getting someone's ideas so, you know, you know what you're looking to improve. You've involved the people that you need to. So now it comes time to actually put pen on paper. There's actually a tool that I recommend in the process optimizer you can check out. It's a digital tool, kind of a powerful bullet point system if you don't want to write. But you're going to set a five-minute timer. And, and, and I do this, you know, if you have a really complicated business, you know, you might need to go a little bit longer. But really the point of doing the five-minute timer is you know you're going to feel like it's not enough time but if you stay focused on what you're doing and you're literally just writing out the steps five minutes is going to be plenty of time uh, so you're going to set a five minute timer and you're going to list out the steps for that particular process you know so now you kind of have a, you have a, a goal in mind you know what you're looking for but now you're really just writing out the steps and you might have to actually watch an employee go through the particular process or you yourself might have to go through the process but either way, you're going to list out the steps. Now, these steps will be high level, and, and so things will be missed. Because if you spend too much time on just trying to make a list, you're really just not going to get it done. Something's going to come up. You're going to get distracted. I mean, our, our attention span this day is next to none, right? So set a five-minute timer. Just, just do a brain dump of as many steps as you can think within the process. And now, for step four, you're really going to set another timer. So again, you're trying to kind of break it up. But now you're going to set another timer. And you're going to go back over that list that you just created 
and you're going to fill in the gaps. So again, like I said in the beginning, they're, they're more high level and you are gonna miss steps because if you start to fully fill out every single bullet point you know, to the most accurate of, of what's actually being executed in the business, you're just frankly just not gonna get it done. So you're really within 10 minutes, you have a pretty good idea of what the process is. And you should have most steps in there. Again, if it's really complicated, you might not have everything. But in step five, you're actually going to find that out. So you're going to walk through this process. It's really fun if you do it with someone else. But you're going to walk through this process only with the steps you've listed. And it's really fun to go through it this way because you're going to find out how many things go on when they're not mentioned. Right? There's games actually about this stuff that you can only follow the particular steps that are written down on the actual process. I've done this in uh, masterminds where, you know, in, in coaching programs and masterminds where we write out the steps for a peanut butter, you know, how to make a peanut butter jelly sandwich. And it's amazing. You know, you would think everyone's going to write down the same steps, but that's definitely not the case. Everyone makes a peanut butter and jelly sandwich differently. Even the slightest little nuances, they, they make it differently. So it's pretty funny. And then if you leave out steps, you'll, you'll realize because maybe you forget to get the knife. You know, here you are trying to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with just your fingers. And it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty entertaining. But so step five, you're going to be walking through that process with only the steps you've listed. And then you get into step six and you're going to circle the steps that need attention. So now that you actually have a tangible list of what goes down in your business, you're actually going to be able to see where the breaking points and the flaws are within the business. And you might be able to pretty quickly identify what the biggest stressors are. And a solution might just jump out to you right then and there in step six. So then you move on to step seven. And now this is going to be a little bit more involved, but you're going to write out the reasons as to why each step needs to be improved. You know, again, if you want to set a five minute timer, you can just to really kind of pressure yourself to just get that information out of your head. But again, you can collaborate with someone else that you brought in on step two, but you're just writing out the reasons why those stressors uh, might, you know, be breaking down, you know, why those steps might be breaking down in your business and causing stress because it could be a slight shift, you know, that's needed. So you're going to now set a five minute timer and you're going to recraft your process. So this is different than the previous step because the previous step you're pulling out the reasons as to why that exact step is, is, is a problem possibly. So in step one, when in the process optimizer, you know, you're, 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 you're identifying what's the overarching problem that the whole reason why I'm even going through this right now. You know, what needs to be improved in my business? What's wrong? What's breaking down? What's causing problems? But now that you have a list, you're really kind of honing in on the particular stressors within that process. And that's what step number eight is. So again, another five minute timer, you're going to recraft the process by making the changes that you've listed. And, and then in step number nine, you're going to go over that new process with your team members <clears throat> Excuse me, you're going to go over that new process with your team members and you're going to brainstorm potential issues with the new process. And again, so really it's spending this extra time, you know, in the first few steps, it's just trying to execute, get your ideas down on paper, actually get something tangible because you'll feel proud of yourself that you actually turn it into something. You know, it's not just a thinking game. This is actual, you know, problem solving. But when you get into step number nine, it, it might slow down a little bit because this is where you're trying to brainstorm potential issues with the new process. So maybe this process is better than it was, but again, with that same frame of mind that everything can be improved, you know, what might, what issues might come up as a result of making these changes. And really, you know, you really want to challenge the strength of the new process and adjust the steps as needed or install, you know, what I mentioned early on, guardrails to help avoid unnecessary mishaps. 
and those guardrails could be uh, done through technology filters. You know, a quick example that comes to mind is maybe you have a form that a customer fills out, a contact us form, and you're getting email addresses in the phone number form. Well, if you don't have a criteria set up that's not going to allow emails to be inputted in the phone number field, then you're going to just get bad data, right? I mean, that's a pretty simple thing, but that's kind of what I'm talking about. It could be applied through technology or not. You know, it just depends. But the the point of the guardrail is just assuming that this process is being managed or executed or somehow is going to involve human interaction, which obviously we're not perfect. So there's just a, a chance of, of mistakes. And what can we do to prevent those mistakes? And then step number 10, you know, testing the process against societal expectations, such as delivery time or order of sequence. I talked on this many episodes ago, but you know, if you go through a McDonald's drive through and it takes 45 minutes, you're probably going to leave, right? If there's nothing going on, even if there's a long line, it shouldn't take that long. You know, any fast food you think of, maybe in and out, I don't know, but, but just in general, it should take less than an hour to get through a drive through if not less than 30 minutes. But if you were to take that same situation and you were going to be out to a nice steak dinner and your dinner takes 45 minutes, you're probably not going to think much of it, you know, because you're enjoying your time. They're taking extra time to prepare a nice meal. So societal expectations. So really, you have a new process. It's better to address the stressors and the pain points in your business. You're proud of it. And now you want to challenge it again against societal expectations. Is this going to be cumbersome to the customer now? You know, maybe it solves one problem, but it now creates another problem. So against the backdrop of the societal expectation within your particular business or market or that particular process in general, what would an expectation of your employees be? Because when something is misaligned with someone's expectations, whether it's your customer, your employees, really at the end of the day, that's what causes uh, someone to be frustrated because they feel it's, 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 it's subpar, right? And that's also on the flip side, what causes someone to be ecstatic and and overjoyed for something is when they expected something to take, you know, twice as long and it, and, and, and it, and it showed up in half the amount of time. I mean, who's not going to be excited, right? So again, that's all has to do with aligning with someone's expectations. And that's what step number 10 is. And also, I'm not going to go over it in this episode, but there are some things to consider that are on that process optimizer, some things that I had pointed out as you're crafting this process. Again, as you're making changes in your business, you know, usually one solution creates another problem and it's still worth it making the changes in your business, but it's just to be aware of what these new changes did to your business and, and things, you know, really to consider not only as you're crafting the process, but after that process is being crafted and you're looking to implement the process. So that is the process optimizer. It takes your existing process that you're going through because everyone's going through a process. It doesn't mean it's a repeatable process, right? Which you'll find that pretty quickly, you know, going through this, but everyone's going through a process. So being able to actually write it down and define it is going to be extremely powerful. And then, you know, as we get in later into the week, there's, there's so many robust software solutions you can use to even turn what you're doing with this process optimizer and bundle all of these together 
and actually put it into an SOP, a standard operating uh, procedure manual, and really, you know, being able to scale your, your company. But it really has to start from the smallest of the things, which this process optimizer is really good at honing in on your existing process and identifying the stressors and the pain points and where your business can improve. And it's really fun if you can do this with someone else that has the same frame of mind that everything can be improved and no solution is too out there to be considered. Because at the end of the day, being able to collaborate with someone who is open-minded, who wants better for your business, and who's open to do anything is just so fun. I can't even begin to explain it. So as always, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for hanging in there. This is uh, the longest episode that I've done. These episodes this week should be probably about 20 minutes. I'm definitely going to try to keep them under 30. But because we're going more in-depth into the solutions and, and the actual approach that I take and have taken for past businesses. So just hang there with me. But as always, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this episode has been a blessing to you, has met you where you're at. And definitely subscribe if you have not done so already so you can get an alert as new episodes are posted. And don't forget to check out that free tool that I created at processoptimizer.businessprocesspodcast.com. Hope you have a blessed day and I'll see you tomorrow.